I'm Willow Astor, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with New York Times bestselling author Alessandra Tori. We discuss her exciting venture with Authors AI and learn about our new best friend, Marlo. Hello, Alessandra. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me on. Yes, you're one of the few guests I've had more than once. I feel special. You should. (laughs) I feel like you've got so much going on. We could talk forever and ever and still have things to talk about. (laughs) What's been happening with you? Where have you spent most of your time this year? I've been in Key West. We moved to Key West, Florida, about, I guess it's been almost two years. Time seems to both fly and stop with COVID, right? Yes, so, definitely. Uh, my time frame's all, all funky. But I realized the other day I hadn't left the house. I mean, I hadn't left town in over a year, which just seemed crazy because, wow. you know, you wouldn't think that our job requires a lot of travel, but we really do travel a lot, or I do normally for work. So I just left and went to an author's conference last weekend. But that was the first time I'd left the house in a year. What did it feel like? Did it feel so strange? It was weird. (laughs) It was weird because there's... (laughs) It was um, it was the Nink conference, which uh-huh. is a great conference. But normally there's like, you know, 600 people and there's 30 speakers. Well, we were down to like three or four live speakers. Wow. The timing was horrible. I had a wedding that weekend. and Aww. But I couldn't pull out because there weren't very many live speakers, you know. But it was oh, great. The, um, the hotel was really great about sanitizing. They had these like Ghostbuster suits they would wear and they'd come in and <laughs> spray down the entire room like with these wands. Um, in between each presentation wow. there's only like maybe 50 attendees so we were really spread out in the conference rooms but it was good I missed I missed seeing people yeah so it was it was that a nice change of pace fun and um yet after being home for a year I feel like I'm gonna struggle when things get back to normal because <laughs> <laughs> well I'm a homebody like I'm an um I'm an introvert mm-hmm. I'm a homebody if it was up to me I would be in pajamas and I would never ever leave my house and I would just be like a crazy woman (laughs) surrounded by takeout can containers so quarantine was kind of great because all of these social obligations that I normally would have to do like they they went away like I didn't have to make an excuse for why I didn't want to go you know to a baby shower Mm -hmm. because it it, you know there weren't baby showers they were on zoom or whatever so (laughs) I actually didn't mind it very much and I got so much writing done it was just a really productive time for me. I was gonna ask how it had affected your writing but it sounds like it's been a good Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah it's been great for my productivity though my writing I used to write four books a year and just with everything else, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was a new business that I'm working with. Yes. I'm down to one or two books a year, and I miss it. I really do. I need to get my schedule back where I can write more because it's not enough. You always say, oh, if I win the lottery, like how many books a year would I write? <laughs> and I need to apparently write more than two because <laughs> two isn't enough. First of all, I want to thank you for how much you put out there for authors. Your content is always great and you've got so many resources that you offer. Oh, well, thank you. You're preaching to the choir. You do the same. <laughs> oh, I just love and appreciate what you do so much and thought maybe you could touch a little bit on all of it. But of course, I want to talk about Authors AI. AI. Yeah, so Authors AI is a new company. Um, It has been 
the technology has been 10 years in the making, but the like official incorporation of the company, you know, happened the beginning of this year. And we're a tech startup, for lack of a better term, founded and run by authors that is using artificial intelligence to help authors in their editing process. So if you think of Grammarly on steroids or Grammarly, but uh, but focused on mm-hmm. authors, that's really what Authors AI is about. And while Grammarly is is more like your comma should be here, or you know you use two words in a row here, that's not what Authors AI does. We word developmental edits is really wow. on the side, um, and it doesn't replace a developmental editor. But if you want to get your manuscript as clean as possible before you send it to your developmental editor, or if you're a new author Mm -hmm. and you can't afford a developmental editor, that's really where Marlo, Marlo is the name of our AI, where she comes in and um, where she shines. So it's, it's cool. It's really exciting. I'm really just excited to see how authors react to it and how it changes the editorial process. How does it work? So if anyone listening has read the bestseller code, it was a book that came out four years ago. Have you read The Bestseller no, Code or heard of it? I haven't. Okay, so it's it's fascinating technology. What Basically, two experts in machine learning and fiction created a software, an algorithm, that read thousands and thousands of books, best-selling books and non-best-selling books, and then determined the commonalities and the patterns in the best-sellers versus the non-best-sellers. And then they ran a test. So an example would be a best-selling book, books that have the in the title, like the Da Vinci Code Mm -hmm. or, you know, the girl on the train or whatever was more likely to be it. Characters that had a driving need. They don't want a new job. They need a new job. The way that the plot unfolds and how it's paced, those sort of things were differentiating factors. They could say bestsellers are more likely to do this versus that. So once they built out that data set, then they tested it with 4,500 manuscripts. They would deliver a manuscript, not tell the technology anything about it. So they didn't know whether John Grisham wrote it or whether I wrote it. Mm-hmm. You know, they would deliver a manuscript and say, is this book a bestseller? And it would say yes or no, or it, it would give a percentage. This book has a 99% chance of being a bestseller. So, so cool. 83% of the time, if it said that that book was a bestseller, it was right. And that was based strictly on the manuscript. Hmm. So it, that technology, now fast forward five years, wh- one of the authors of that book, The Bestseller Code, Matt Jockers, is one of our co-founders. That technology has been revamped and reworked and advanced and focused on the popular fiction marketplace today. Hmm. So when you deliver your manuscript to Marlo, she reads it, and then um, she delivers back like, 20 or 30 different charts and graphs and feedback on different points of the book. So, for example, the places where your pacing slows and quickens in the book or where your conflict happens, it can actually plot out your plot arc. So, normally as an author, I I don't know if everyone does this or if I'm weird, I draw out my plot arc you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times I'll do it mid-writing to see if I'm where I should be at this point you right. know, in the novel. Yep. She can actually plot out your novels, you know, moments of highs and lows and twists and turns on a just the same way that you would draw it out. Wow. So it's a really cool way to look at your book. Uh, I look at every time I finish a draft, I run it through Marlowe first, and I can see, um, she looks at like 
where dialogue is. Um, bestsellers have 25 to 35% of the book is dialogue versus narrative. So you can see what percentage your book is and then see where in the book, like if the whole, all of your dialogues in the first half of the book, and there's very little in the second half of the book. Hmm. And that's something that you want to, you know, work on. Mm-hmm. So you can see all that. So it's, it's super cool. And it's literally that um, we have tech calls once a week where I get to sit in with the, um, the brains of the, of the operation. <laughs> and, and it's just so exciting. Like, we were like, God, we'd love to have a cliche finder, you know? Yeah. Um, because I was writing this article about like not using cliches. And I was trying to come up with like 10 or 15 examples. It was so hard. Like, I, I know I use them all the time, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't think of any. <laughs> and two weeks later, we had a cliche finder with 1400 cliches. In oh, it, my goodness. And it was part of the report. And so it's really, it's exciting. We're, we're in version 1.0. We have some really cool things that are going to unfold in the next three to six months. But already just as it is, it's a fantastic product. And I'm, and I'm so proud and happy for it. So where do we find all the details about it? Yeah, you can visit authors.ai. Okay. And if you use coupon code Willow, you'll save 15%. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> do you hear that, writers? And you have such an easy name to spell. <laughs> I picked a horrible pen name. I don't know if Willow is a pen name, but I picked a horrible mm-hmm. pen name with Alessandra because it can be spelled in four different ways. Yes. But yeah. Nobody needs help spelling Willow. Perfect. Absolutely. So I know how you're like great at spreadsheets and all that kind of stuff because I've <laughs> seen enough of your videos to know your mad skills. What about for those of us who aren't? Is it easy to understand, easy to grasp right away? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it, fun fun story. When So it's it doesn't use any type of spreadsheets. All okay. of the data is displayed in like pie graphs mm-hmm. or actual like charts like I mean you can see the beginning and end of your book and then it you know is the same way you'd see like a a plot arc like you know it it swoops up and down with the twists and turns of the book so that's super easy but when they first delivered when Matt first delivered the report it was all really cool display images but we had no idea what to do with it you know it was like okay like I can see my pacing you know like my action beats are not spaced you know 10% apart but what do I do like what do I do with this so authors AI has over 120 indie authors behind it Hmm. that's our we're like the brain fund of the of the company so whenever Marlo has an update or a, a feature that we're considering implementing we go to the authors first and get their feedback and how they would use it as an author and nice you know how we can make it the most applicable so what was really important to us was that the report was actionable we wanted someone to see how their book did but also how to improve it mm-hmm. so with every section there's a how to use this data section that gives tips on you know whether it's pacing whether it's character development whether it's I don't know, adverb and adverb, adjective Mm -hmm. usage, whatever it is, there's a section that says this is, you know, what is most common with bestsellers and this is how you can use this to make your book better. And then can you just keep resubmitting over and over until you get it in that Mm -hmm. 80% or more? Yeah. Nice. So the way that the pricing works, so we have free, free reports. You could right now visit the site and run a free report. It doesn't give you like, the bells and whistles, but it gives you some pretty cool things. Mm-hmm. You can run that and just get an idea. You get your report back within 15 minutes. But then the pro plan 
it allows for two reports a month and they roll over. So most people, 90% of our authors choose the annual plan because it's just a great deal. Got all the things. So they get 24 reports at once um, and then they can use them throughout the year however they want. So some authors, like if they only have a couple books or if they're not pubbing right now, I used it like I've tested out this report so many times. So I ran my worst seller and my best seller through <laughs> to see, you know, maybe if I could figure out why readers just didn't like this book, you yeah. know, and they really loved this book. So I did that. I also run it with every draft and the final draft. Cause sometimes even just like the misspelled words section, like I'll see something or I'll realize that I spelled some complicated character's name you know, two different ways. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'll catch it is that section. It sounds great. I'm super intrigued. <laughs> well, I'm always excited to talk about it. And we've got great things to come. Right. So we have a lot of new authors using Marlowe, but then we have also a lot of um, really experienced authors. And then we have some authors that don't want to to mess with their process. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know, my my books and my writing works for me. And, yeah. and I, I think a lot of people are also intimidated by it. But that's the beauty. Kind of when you're on the first report, you're like, oh, this is, there's something nice about it being a computer because mm-hmm. I don't know if, for me, when I get editor, they're editors I don't work with anymore because right. they get prickly if you don't take their suggestions yep. or they're pushy. Right. And, I need an editor who doesn't mind me saying I completely ignored your opinion on this, this, and this, you know, (laughs) but I did do this, this. So that works for some editors and for some editors it doesn't. So there's no ego or personality uh, (laughs) conflicts that exist with with Marlo. She doesn't blush. She doesn't judge. She likes all genres, all fiction genres. She doesn't read nonfiction. I get that question a lot. I love that her name is Marlo. <laughs> she has like a whole history of her name. Like, it, um, <laughs> like it's a it's a very common literary name, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was a tough decision. I wish I could remember. It was like Marlo or something else. There was a while where we were we're torn on the name, but but I can't remember. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you shared that with us. I'm really I'm interested in checking it out and I love that there's a free option because anyone who is intimidated Mm -hmm. by it they can try that at least and see and they can see the process yeah Yeah, they can see how it works with uploading a manuscript the free report in itself we used to charge for the free report Um, it's called a basic report we used to charge for it and and it's a I mean it's a great product on its own but we decided to move to a freemium model probably two months ago does Marlo sing by any chance she doesn't (laughs) she's very quiet (laughs) i don't know if you remember we sang together (laughs) and when i listen to your (laughs) podcast i always uh, i always start laughing when i hear the authors (laughs) sing (laughs) but i can't remember how it works like we don't have a song set in advance right like you spring one on me unless you have an idea but i remember last time it was all my exes live in Texas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot of words of songs, so I'll, I'll do my best, but yeah. But first, though, I just want to ask, do you have any thrillers coming up? I do. I yes. do. I'd love to send you a copy. Oh, um, I would love that. Uh, yeah, because I, I haven't really sent it to anyone, um, and I have a box of them in my, my house that I'm just staring at. So for those listening, um, I mostly write romance, but really my passion and my reading, what I read, I don't read romance, I read 
suspense novels, but mm-hmm. my first book was a romance. I suddenly had an audience and suddenly I was a romance author. <laughs> but suspense is my love. I have a book coming out just in a few months called Every Last Secret. Um, and I love it. It's like a domestic psychological suspense about two neighboring couples in like the toxic relationship that mm. builds between the two women. Toxic friendship. Not It's not a relationship, mm-hmm. but a toxic friendship that builds. And it, it's great. I love it. So yeah, I'll send you a copy. And I, I just last night at two in the morning sent in my third round of edits on... I think it's called One Good Lie, which is my next book. Both of those books are um, through Thomas and Mercer, okay. which is going to be my first experience publishing with Exciting. them. Um, and their editorial process is amazing. I've worked with Hachette. I've worked with Harlequin. Their editorial process is just super intense, um, mm. but I like that. I yeah. love editing. So mm-hmm. Me too. It's been a great experience for me. I can't wait. I, I love your books, but the ghostwriter for me was that's my like, favorite book. <laughs> oh, it was just yeah, I don't know how exceptional much because it's an, an author and we like to read about authors. We we pitched that traditionally first for a long time. I mean, really? we went through eight or nine months of, of traditional pitches, and so many publishers were like, "People don't really like to read about authors, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. their process." But I don't I don't really agree with that. But I also don't know because most people who tell me they really love it are authors yeah. so you know it might just be that could be we, we like the insight into our own world I feel like it's kind of a new day for thrillers though don't you yeah like maybe now that book would have mm-hmm. done amazing but yeah. I hope one good lie and every last secret yes hit that spot thank you thank yes. you I'm very excited well how do you feel about love shack it's a love shack is a little old place where yeah are we are we gonna go? Yeah, no. sorry. I had <laughs> no, a moment where it was just like I can't remember how that line goes. You were stunned by my yeah. yes, definitely. <laughs> okay, ready? Wait, 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 wait. What line are we starting? The with? love shack is a little old place. Oh, the love shack, shack is a little, little old place, place where we can, we get, can get together. together. <laughs> I know, love, love shack, baby. baby. A love shack. shack. Baby love shack, love shack, baby love shack, love shack, baby love shack, love shack, baby love shack. I don't know. I thought I knew that one better than I did. I didn't realize it said love shack, baby love shack so much. Like I know, a, I didn't either. <laughs> it's one of those songs like they really did not go far with the lyrics on this one. Oh yeah, what would Marlo think? Marlo would flag it for repetitive <laughs> phrases. <laughs> repetitive <laughs> phrase meter, which is one of my favorite things. Would be like no. I'd have to agree with her. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on to talk to us about this today. Oh, I'm so this happy is awesome. to be here. Thank you. And I appreciate coming on and I'll talk books and fiction anytime. When does your book come out? Every Last Secret comes out December 1st. December 1st. Okay. I'm so ready for that baby to be born. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> to read it. Absolutely. And if anyone's interested in Marlowe, www.authors.ai and you can use code Willow. Yay! Awesome! Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Don't forget you've got a coupon code, www.authors.ai. Coupon code 